Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. On Tuesday, March 21st, Baldwin County voters will head to the polls to vote up or down on a six-year extension of the community's special purpose local option sales tax. This special purpose local option sales tax, or SPLOST, is one extra penny on all purchases to help fund special purchases in projects that can't generally be afforded in a local government's annual operating budget. In Baldwin County, the SPLOST has been in use since 1990, and county officials say that $125 million in SPLOST revenues have come into our community. Now tonight, we're starting the first in a two-part series in which we're talking with local elected officials about their SPLOST proposals. Joining me in the studio today is Baldwin County Commissioner Henry Craig. He's here to talk about the SPLOST and the projects under the consideration for this year's SPLOST election. Commissioner Henry Craig, welcome back to the WRGC studio. Oh, thank you for having me again. Always enjoy visiting with you. I thought we'd start off our conversation just asking you for your thoughts on the SPLOST. And I thought, in your own words, can you explain it to our radio audience? Sure. As you uh, indicated, it is the special purpose local option sales tax created by the legislature in the mid-1980s. Our first SPLOST was in 1990. And the reason the legislature uh, created the SPLOST concept is that each county, 159 counties in the state of Georgia, have a county seat, a government which is the agent of the state. We are the constitutional government in all 159 counties. Now, with that constitutional government comes requirements, and some of those requirements are expensive, that the state requires the county to support financially and otherwise all of their constitutional requirements. We have constitutional officers in our county such as the sheriff, the judges, the tax commissioner, the magistrate court, probate court, the tax assessor, the tax commissioner, the voter registration office, and I'm sure I forgot some of those constitutional requirements that the county is required to support. Now, it was recognized by the legislature that counties across the whole state required resources to provide for those constitutional officers. And remembering it's a state requirement, a constitutional requirement, that the counties provide for the needs of those constitutionally required officers. They created SPLOST. And SPLOST is a county tax. It's not a municipal tax. It's a county tax called for by county commissioners across the state. And the primary purpose of SPLOST is to provide for the capital and constitutional needs of our constitutional officers. And you'll see in this SPLOST that our level one projects is to meet the requirements of our constitutional officers. And if we did not use a SPLOST, Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax, then where do you think the money would come from? It traditionally had, before 1990, came from the property owners. And that's an unfair burden on just the property owners to provide for the resources that all of those constitutional officers need. And the state government knew that, and that's why the legislature created a SPLOST. What can the SPLOST be used for specifically, or you know, this special purpose local option sales tax? The best way to put it is bricks and mortar. The only thing that SPLOST can be used is for bricks and mortar. 
to include, it is so narrow that if you build a building with SPLOS funds, you may not use future SPLOS funds to repair the building. You can only use it for bricks and mortars. In other words, if I build a courthouse and the air conditioner system goes out 20 years later, that is general fund resources, not SPLOS resources. But you can use it to uh, make renovations and improvements, though. You just can't do the ongoing maintenance of owning said building. You're getting into the fine points there that often the counties and the legislature try to resolve that in almost every legislature. And there, there are issues associated with SPLOS in the legislature this year also. Well, and I just want to make sure that we draw those fine distinctions, though, because as people go and look at the ballot referendum language, one man's renovation may be another man's repair. <laughs> I can understand that. And the county commission is, is very transparent as we approach these kind of projects. And that if it's questionable, that we don't do it. That we draw a very specific line between what we can spl- use SPLOS for and, and what we can't. We are very meticulous about using the public's money in the way that the legislature requires us to do so. Of course. And so now that we've talked about what the SPLOST is, can we use the remaining time in this segment to talk about the case for voting up a SPLOST or the case for voting down the SPLOST, whichever way you would choose to uh, make the case? Why is this a good avenue that people would go down to supplement their local government or, or deny their local government of these things that they put on the SPLOST ballot referendum? I'll say what everybody feels. All taxes are bad. All taxes are bad. I agree with you. But some taxes are less onerous than others. Taxes that only landowners pay are the worst kind of taxes. When you segment the population and only one part of the population pays a burdensome share. Now, a tax that everybody pays is a fairer tax in most opinions, and that's sales tax. And that everybody who buys something pays sales tax. And when it comes to the constitutional requirements of the county, remembering by constitution, we are required to support the needs of our constitutional officers And that means a building, and that means the facilities, that means uh, the equipment they use, that means the cold air that they breathe. We are required by the state constitution to provide for those facilities. Now, if we don't get it from sales tax, we're going to get it from somewhere else. You might not like where, because we have to provide by law for the constitutional requirements of the county. Sales tax. We have great benefits coming from sales tax in Bowen County. As you've already said, since the first SPLOS, it's been a continuous revenue source for our county. $125 million, thereabouts, have been resourced since started in 1990. And we have provided for the infrastructure needs and the capital needs and the construction needs of our uh, constitutional officers. And in addition, We've done the roads, we have water systems, we have a recreation facilities, and we provide it for many other things in our community that the community is desperate for. In other words, we've taken the revenue from SPLOST and we've done the constitutional requirements that were required. We've done the capital needs of our community. We have uh, invested significant resources into the infrastructure of our community, specifically roads, water, sewer, and we have taken care of many of the quality of life needs and the recreation areas and the 
and the Greenway and those things and museums that we've invested in. Now, all of those things are important to us. And as I indicated, $125 million of continuous resources. But the benefit to Baldwin County is, is that we have become a retail center for the center of Georgia. And it's estimated that 30 or 40 percent of all the tax revenue the county collects is not from Baldwin County. Look at all the license plates at Kroger. Look at all the license plates downtown that are from Atlanta at our college. Look at all the license plates at Longhorns, at Walmart. We are the, a retail shopping center for the area, and Washington County, Jones County, Putnam County, Hancock County are all paying our taxes. They're all investing in Baldwin County. So as we talk later on about the part of the specific details of SPLOST, I suggest that you take whatever part you dislike most and say that's the part that those folks in Jones County and Putnam County are paying for. There's got to be some good, there's got to be some bad, and everybody has their own opinion. It's a wonderful thing, but it's a wonderful thing here that we collect 30-40% of $40 million in the future splossed from counties that are not Baldwin County. Well, we're out of time in this segment, so we're going to take a short break right now. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. We're looking forward today to the Tuesday, March 21st election for the Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax. Joining me to talk about the county's portion of this year's SPLOST renewal is Commissioner Henry Craig. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Milledgeville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the special purpose local option sales tax. It'll be up for a renewal on ballots on Tuesday, March 21st. Of course, early voting has already begun at the county courthouse, but election day and your last day to vote will be Tuesday, March 21st. Here today to talk about the county's portion of the SPLOST is Commissioner Henry Craig. 
In this segment, I wanted to ask about how did the county come up with its list of projects? What philosophy was it looking at? And what are some of those things we'll actually be voting on? Uh, so let's begin. Commissioner Craig, can you talk about the county's philosophy in putting forward these proposed projects that we'll see on this lost renewal? Uh, good question. Uh, first point I'd like to, to make is how narrow the county's uh, choices are when it comes to what we use revenue for. That of all the resources that uh, the county collects, and I'll start uh, with property taxes as an example, property taxes are over 60% go to the school board, not to the county. And then when you add in all the other resources the county has, 85% of all of those resources are required to be used for mandated required services. In other words, the county has little choice as to what to use 85% of the revenue for. That leaves us only 15% as discretionary. And those things that are discretionary that are libraries, our parks, our recreation, those are the discretionary things. So as we looked at what we can use the resources for and how we approach this particular SPLOST, as I've already indicated, we are required first to provide for the constitutional needs of our, of our constitutional officers in our county. And uh, when you go in the courthouse the next time, just look around. And go on the first floor, if you look off to the right, there's the tax commissioner and the tax assessor. Look off to the left, there's the magistrate court, probate court, the voter's registration office. And you go to each floor and see how little uh, space there is in the courthouse to do the administrative requirements of managing the county. And every year the legislature goes back in session and they make new rules for counties. We are the state agent for the state legislature and the county is required to respond to that new legislation each year. And if the state legislature creates another county court, such as the family court, such as the drug court, such as the alcohol court, all of these different courts, which are uh, required courts, they didn't exist when the courthouse was built. So where I'm headed is, is the over time since the courthouse was built, that we have created so many courts and functions that the state constitutional officers are required to do that the courthouse is full. And it's time to renovate the courthouse and make the courthouse a court facility 100% and move out all of the facilities in the courthouse that are not court-related because we're out of space in the courthouse. And to accomplish that, we intend to build a courthouse annex, and that courthouse annex will be a centrally located facility where you can do everything that is not court-related, that is county government-related, every single thing. We even imagine, if we can, to move in uh, public health into the same building. So no matter what the requirement is, that if it's not a court activity and it's a county function, it will be at a central location in, in a county annex. We have not picked a location. We have not designed the building yet, and that's up to the voters to tell us that, uh, that they agree that we should do that. And the other two level one functions that we can use resources for are the jail and public health. I've already addressed public health. If we don't move it into a facility with the rest of the county administration, we will renovate the public health building where it sits now. Further, another level one activity is the jail. Since the jail was built, things have changed. State laws have changed. Federal laws have changed. And we need to, to meet the requirements of those laws. And specifically, we need to provide for the safety of our, uh, of our deputies, and we need to provide the safety uh, for those who are incarcerated in our jail. 
and uh, over time uh, that there has become requirements for electronic technology that will help both remain safe and there are modifications of the building that need to be required to keep everybody safe. And those are our level one activities. Level two activities, we've included things like a new aquatics facility and parks and recreation cultural facilities, economic development projects, a countywide communication system, which is actually required by the legislature, and uh, our 911 system, uh, which is state-of-the-art now, has to have some upgrades, and we have to invest in that. We would like to invest in improved animal control facilities and our senior citizens uh, facility, which hasn't had any love uh, since the early 1990, is due for a significant upgrade and investment in reorganizing and re refreshing that building. In other projects, uh, we would like to continue our roads and streets program, and we have 440 miles in Bowen County of county roads, and four years ago, at the current rate, we were expending resources that we'd repave your road every 60 years. Uh, through the work of the 2011 SPLOS, we've got that down to every 20 years, which is still not sustainable. And we want to continue to improve that. What we've done with the 2011 SPLOS is we have uh, replaced people with equipment. Uh, at the high point of our roads and works department, we had about 60 employees. Now we have about 20 employees and we've given them the right equipment to do the job, to reduce the length of time that it takes us to repair the roads. And we've implemented a program to increase the longevity of our roads. If you've looked at Log Cabin Road, Merriweather Road, Lake Laurel Road, you'll, you'll see crack and chip ceiling. Uh, one crack ceiling is where, where all the squiggly lines are on the road. The, the chip ceiling is where big rectangular spotches have been covered up with uh, a big a black tarry substance. And what that does is increase the longevity of the road. And although it may look bad, and although it may sound bad, it has increased the longevity of the road by stopping water from going into the cracks. And I'll say that since that we have done the crack and sealing of those roads, about 26 miles of roads, we have not had one pothole, not even one pothole, in all the roads that we did the crack and chip sealing. And that is the purpose of creating a system that improves the longevity of our roads so we can get to the roads that we can get to that are in the worst shape. We've uh, done over 50 roads in the last four years, and we'd like to continue that project and get uh, uh, our road uh, resurfacing program down to something that is even less than 20 years. Water distribution, that's a big subject on all of our minds. Uh, we are very fortunate in Bowen County to have two separate water systems. The city has a water system. The county has a water system. And uh, the county wants to continue to invest in water and sewer in the county. In my observation, things like water and sewer, you're never done. That uh, there's always something older that needs to be replaced. And once you get everything replaced, something's old, you need to replace it again. And so the county has done well in creating and maintaining our water system. And we've created uh, at least three different places within our community where the city and the county can, can connect water systems and support each other. Other county projects are fire protection and public safety. We've invested in new fire trucks, and over time, the population in our community has is, is, is moved around. The demographics have changed. Uh, the high-density de high population has changed, and uh, we need to build firehouses where the people have moved to. And we have to have facilities and equipment uh, for those fire stations. 
We need at least one fire station across the river, a new one. Uh, we need to relocate another, and we need to look at how we support uh, the public safety needs of our economic development centers on the south side of town and out on Highway 22. Uh, we've also uh, required and have agreed to purchase uh, and pay for uh, the Sibley Smith property, which is one of the 11 mecca sites in the, in the state, and we hope that that brings significant economic activity and jobs to our community. And as you've heard me say before, there's nothing more important in our community than jobs. As you might imagine, uh, that has uh, taken us out of time for this segment. Uh, so we're going to take another short break right now. But if you're just joining us, you're hearing a conversation with Commissioner Henry Craig. He's here talking about the 2017 Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax Renewal Referendum that's coming up on Tuesday, March 21st. And he'll be back for one more segment here on Millageville Matters. So stay tuned for more. Thank you for staying tuned to Millageville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. Again, this is the first in a two-part series in which we're looking at the city and county splost. And that's the Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax. It is up for a six-year renewal on Election Day, Tuesday, March 21st. Here to talk about the county's portion of the splost is Commissioner Henry Craig. Now, in that last segment, we were talking uh, literally about a lot of the different items that the county is putting forth for its portion of this $40 million splost referendum. Um, but over the last several years, um, of course, and I don't think this would be a surprise to anyone, uh, the economy has been on a wild roller coaster. And our 2005 splost referendum and even our 2011 splost referendum have not met their revenue expectations. And so with that being our recent history, as we look forward to this 2017 renewal, I'm curious how you might prioritize your projects should you not be able to meet that $40 million revenue expectation. The county learned uh, before my time uh, not to spend money they don't have. And uh, it, it, that's the thing that uh, families learn also. 
And the county realized that after the 2005 uh, SPLOST. And we're within the 2011 SPLOST right now. And we have budgeted the 2011 SPLOST in such a manner uh, that we have not spent money we have not collected. And we have done our level one projects. And we are finishing the last level one project, which is the landfill at this time. It's essentially finished. And that's the closure of the landfill. It's Correct. not a new landfill, but Correct. it's the closure Clo- of the one. Closure of the landfill. Mm. We expect to collect uh, 95% or so of what we projected. And we have not committed anything above 90% around number. And so if the SPLOS comes in within 90% of what we projected, everything would be paid for. And if we get that other 10%, uh, then we'll... Uh, continue uh, in some of the projects that we have in in our local infrastructure and in our parks recreation category. As far as the 2017 SPLOST, we'll call it, the next SPLOST, uh, that we'll approach it the same way and that uh, we, we think there's going to be potentially $40 million. Uh, we'll budget for somewhere around the category of $36, $37 million dollars. And if the additional revenue comes in early, we'll make appropriate priorities. And if the revenue does not come in, we will have not committed uh, to it uh, to spend. And we will not spend money we have not collected. Mm -hmm. Now, we're just about out of time on our show. And I'm just curious to ask you, as voters are listening to this program, as they're reading the newspaper articles that are coming out, um, and they're looking at this list of projects and thinking about their own home budgets. How would you ask that they think about this SPLOST on the way to making their decision on Election Day? Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak to that. Uh, within the SPLOST, I'm sure there are things that most people will like, and there are things that a lot of people will dislike. But there's give and take. There are things that some people want. There are things that other people don't want. And you have to take a little bad with the good. And when it comes to the SPLOST, uh, looking at the Level 1 requirements, uh, remember that those are constitutionally required to be done. In other words, the county is going to support our constitutional needs and will get the resources from somewhere. And SPLOST, uh, which is a sales tax on everybody, is the fairest way to provide for the revenue that the county needs uh, to provide for our constitutional requirements because we're going to get that revenue from somewhere. We are going to meet those requirements. Beyond that, that the county and the city have done wonders with $125 million in, uh, since 1990 in investing in our capital projects, our infrastructure, and our quality of life. And if we want to be a modern, progressive community, if we want to provide for the needs of our children and grandchildren, we need to continue that investment in the capital needs and the infrastructure needs and the quality of life needs in our community. There may be things that you don't like more than another thing, but there are things that have to be done to continue to develop and prepare our community for our children. As I said earlier, that we are in a unique position in central Georgia in that we're a retail center where several counties around us shop in Milledgeville and Bowen County, whether it be the five-star dealerships or whether it be Kroger or Longhorns or Walmart and all the other facilities in our community that that Washington County uh, 
Hancock County, Putnam County, Wilkinson County, all the counties around us uh, come to support. We are collecting sales tax from them. And to say no to SPLOST is to say we don't want that 30 or 40 percent of revenue from those communities. In other words, we're saying we don't want their $15 million in this SPLOST. And to turn our nose up at uh, those kind of resources, in my opinion, is foolish. So, as I said earlier, in jest, I will tell you, if there's some portion of this SPLOST that you don't like, just remember that Putnam County and Hancock County and Wilkinson County and Washington County are paying that portion of SPLOST that you don't like. And the portion that you do like, that's what we use your sales taxes for. If you have the opportunity, please consider what I said. And the polls are open on the 21st. And uh, early voting goes through this Friday at 4.30. Well, Commissioner Henry Craig, thank you very much for taking the time to come out and talk to our voters about this 2017 SPLOST renewal. Thank you. You've been listening to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. Today we began a two-part series on the upcoming special purpose local option sales tax renewal referendum by talking with Baldwin County Commissioner Henry Craig. Commissioner Craig joined us to provide information about the county's portion of the $40 million splosh renewal. Join us at 8.30 Thursday evening when I convene a conversation with Milledgeville Mayor Gary Thrower about the city's proposals for SPLOS funding. Election day for the SPLOS renewal referendum takes place on Tuesday, March 21st, but early voting in this election is currently underway at the Baldwin County Courthouse and continues through Friday. Thank you for spending a portion of your evening with me here on Milledgeville Matters. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It's been my pleasure to host you, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you next time.